Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And welcome on a nice sunny day in Toronto. And uh, we're going to talk to Kenneth Dunn, who's the founder and director of operations from Boost EDU, and we're going to get into that name in a few minutes. But first of all, Ken, let's talk about your academic background first. It's uh, it's quite diverse. Um, I was originally going to school to be a doctor, but then decided I didn't really want to go to school for that long, and ended up going to school that long anyways. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a biopsych degree is my first. Uh, I have a kinesiology degree, and then uh, my BED is in uh, secondary sciences, so all kind of in the same area. So, you know, um, I think I went to school about exactly the same as I would have if I was to be a doctor, but I was not meant to be a doctor. <laughs> so what university was this at, Ken? Uh, UNBSJ uh, campus for two of those degrees and the University of Maine in Presque Isle uh, for the uh, Bachelor of Education, so south well, of the border. What? What's what's the name of the first one? You used a lot of initials. Oh, sorry, University of New Brunswick. Okay. So we and there's two campuses, the Fredericton and the St. John. My, I got my degrees in St. John because that's where I'm originally from. So. Okay, let's talk about your work experience. That's uh, again quite diverse. Uh, I spent the first two years, uh, well, first year of my teaching degree, teaching career in Nunavut in a uh, town called Kugluktuk, right on the Coronation Gulf. So that was very interesting. Uh, I then taught in the school district um, east in and around the St. John area supply teaching. I then moved to Moncton with my wife because she got uh, a job up here. And uh, I taught in the school district in and around the Moncton area for several years. Uh, then I went to the Yukon and I taught out there for a while and uh, came back, worked in a private couple uh, a private school. And then in 2013, I, I left the teaching teaching world and spent two years as a stay at home dad and then uh, jumped into the corporate world with uh, Rogers and then Exxon. And during the pandemic, I had the opportunity to take some time off and brainstorm and uh, I came up with Boost EDU. Okay, so having said that, <laughs> how did you come up with the name, and what is the purpose of the organization? Well, the the, the name I was kind of, I was thinking, you know, I, and I went through and I I did a lot, and I'm like, you know what? My philosophy in life is that everybody deserves that chance, that opportunity for success. They need everybody has to have that opportunity for a light bulb. So what better word to encompass all of that without any kind of negative connotation because with support and assistance and, you know, all, all of those can sometimes have a, a historical negative connotation. Nobody ever has a historical connotation to the word boost. So let's give everybody a boost. There's no such things in life as, a, as an obstacle. There's only hurdles. So with, with the right boost, you can get over it. I know that sounds like a sales pitch, but I, uh, it's, it's my philosophy in life. It's just how I live my life. So, <laughs> Okay. What's the purpose of the organization? Well, in 2020, I started it as an, uh, a virtual academic support company. Now, 
if you're familiar with New Brunswick at all, um, we tend to finish on the bottom end of the statistical um, scales as far as academics go. Uh, and COVID really kind of shined a light on the gaps that um, that were present in the in the system. And so BoostEDU is really my way of trying to help with that. I the outcry from my friends and <laughs> I get a little emotional. Sorry, <laughs> my my ex colleagues um, on social media and everything during the pandemic and how stressed everything was. I, I thought, what could I do? And I came up with BoostEDU as a as a as a solution to help alleviate some of that stress from parents and from uh, teachers and anybody in the school system and students themselves as well. So, and we were evolving constantly. So that was academic support was the original purpose. And what are the services that you offer? Well, right now we're doing, uh, we do one-on-one support. Uh, so uh, individual support sessions, we do small group sessions, so if uh, like small parent groups have st- children all the same age, need help with the same subject, we can do larger groups. Uh, we do English and French second language training. Uh, we actually were just worked on a contract with a, uh, a local um, contact center for, for a, a, a large company. I won't name the company just because it's, <laughs> but, uh, and we also offer um, assistance for individuals looking to get their adult education diploma. Um, so we do that as well. All of our services are offered in English and French. And I'm looking right now to get approval from the province to run summer school as well. And everything we do is virtual. Like we, there is no in-person. Uh, it's the great equalizer. The, the internet is a great equalizer. If you got internet, a camera, and a microphone, you can you can have you can take part. Like that's a great equalizer. <laughs> so Ken, talk about your team and partnership and funding for what you're doing. My my team is uh, is again where I get it right here. Um, somehow I've managed to attract the best of the best from across Canada. My team is um, across Canada. Um, I've had, I've had con and I've had contractors right from um, Kelowna, BC, right to St. John's, Newfoundland, and they really run the gambit. Uh, the minimum is a, a bachelor's degree, uh, but I have people that have a bachelor's degree right up to people who have PhDs in Shakespearean theater, which I didn't even know existed. I didn't know that was a thing. So you know, but she Karen is an absolutely amazing, amazing individual and. You know, I got people who teach quantum physics at universities, people who have designed and implemented MBA programs. Like, these are the people that have come to work for me. I'm like, you guys are way smarter than me. Why are you working for me? Why? Like, we're all one. We're a big family. Like, that's my culture. I, like, we're we're like the Brady Bunch. I almost want to have the squares like they had. Like, so, you know, we're just one big happy family. We support each other. So when you come to Boost EU, you don't get one person you get everybody everybody jumps in everybody pitches in i could talk about my team all day because they are all absolutely amazing human beings and they're all here for the same reason that i started the company they are all passionate about helping people get to their goals no matter what okay partnerships oh my god the partnerships here um the support has been absolutely amazing in uh in around the the greater moncton area um, I've done several um, garage startup programs. Uh, Propel ICT is one out of St. John. 
Venn Innovation, who I'm uh, still involved with, uh, has been huge and instrumental in, uh, in getting me to the point that I'm at. Cloud and More is the one is the company that has designed and implemented my website, all my cybersecurity, all my customer relationship management portal needs, uh, and there's more to launch. There's all kinds to see on the website coming up. It's all in the back end. Um, the government itself, Opportunities New Brunswick, huge, absolutely huge contacts there. Their navigator, Dami, is absolutely phenomenal at what she does. Um, I've had interns through Future Links, um, Digital Main Street, uh, Digital Boost 2.0, and 3 Plus Corp have all been the funding. Um, 3 Plus Corp is uh, local. They do loans for small entrepreneurs just starting up, and Digital Boost 2.0 is a um, long-term digital strategy. They, they provide funding for that. That was huge. Just finished that at the end of February. Digital Main Street, really, it's funny because that actually you're supposed to have an actual physical location, but they bent some of the rules and they changed some of it because they realized how restrictive it is. So they helped me do a lot of promoting and a lot of building and stuff like that and everything. And of course, the Greater Moncton Chamber of Commerce has been huge. Jeanette there is absolutely amazing. Um, but my biggest partnership is with Cloud and More and Ben Innovation. Those are and opportunities in New Brunswick. They're they're huge and where I to get me to where I am. Okay, so <laughs> who, who are the people that use your services? Uh, they, they are right now they're the individuals, they're students, K to twelve for, for the most part. Um, I do have a few adult uh, French second language uh, clients as well, but. Uh, right now, a lot of them are elementary school uh, French immersion students. So because COVID's hit uh, everybody pretty hard, uh, and these are like grade three, uh, four students that really want to stay in the immersion program, but have lost a lot of instruction time. So it's fun to see the kids being the ones that are dedicated to, uh, to, to, to staying and doing that. And, you know, it's, it's great to hear from parents that they're absolutely loving it. So. so when do you deliver these programs? Is it after school and in the evening? Par at the parents' convenience. So, what, like, if, I need, if they need somebody during the day, I can find somebody. My uh, contractors are required to have three weeks out of availability. So if I have somebody, I have somebody. And if I don't and the parent uh, can only make it available, I reach out and usually my contractors will rearrange their schedules so they can, they can support them. That's how great they are. Like again, so weekends, evenings, daytime, depending on the age of the kid, uh, the student. Okay. So there's no limit. Okay. <laughs> so here comes the challenge. Uh Oh, where do you see yourself in three years from today? Ah, so you think that's a challenge, but I already, ha I already, I already have my five-year goal, and with um, Digital Boost Topo's grant, I'm actually a couple of years ahead of where I thought I was going to be. In five years, my ultimate goal is to have a gold standard curriculum that's accepted across Canada, so that everybody can be equal. Everybody has the opportunity to have the exact same education because we need to be able to compete on a global scale. Canada finishes third in the PISA reports out of 79 countries. But New Brunswick, because Canada is so large, finishes at the bottom of that stack. I want all of Canada to, to be at the same. I want us to be the same. I want us to just, we're one country, we're an amazing country. 
we should all be the same. So you're not a registered school. You're more of a mentor. I'm a private organization. Uh, like, uh, so now again, the accredit accreditation hopefully will come later on so that literally if you want to do a high school, high school, like nine to 12, you can do it online. And I get all kinds of plans for how that would work because a lot of my, a lot of my naysayers are like, well, you need that social personal interaction, but being virtual and like, you know, and, and you know, like it costs just like a private school, not as much mind you, but because <laughs> I know in Ontario, you guys have a lot of private schools, but uh, you can do so much. There's so much you can do. Like, I remember going to school and it was not a fun experience for me. So I'm trying, I'm trying to take a lot of that negative that comes along with going to a public education, uh, solid brick and mortar and do away with it by, by bringing everybody together. What happens when you can have somebody in Kelowna, BC be in the exact same class as somebody in St. John's, Newfoundland? Like what happens to that? you're building a, a national community you're building that relationship that might last a lifetime that that person may never have met and they're getting the same education so do you I'm see, a little passionate sorry no, no that's that's a good thing do you see in the future the elimination of brick and mortar schools no there's always the need for there there will always be the need for that physical location but one thing that I find and that I had this conversation just yesterday um, with uh, with a colleague is like my parents and, and grandparents grew up in the one schoolhouse with the and they did the grades one to twelve and they did it phenomenally. Like they did a really good job. Like I mean, and now we're we're each grade has their own grade and you know, every learner is different. But yet we still are struggling to adapt to that. Um, we employ the universal um, UDL. Uh, so basically every possible way of learning, we try to incorporate into it, whether you learn better offline by paper and pen, whether you learn better by interaction, by listening, it's all incorporated into our, into our methodology and how we deliver our programming. It's, we're, we're, I, I can honestly say we're on like, in my research, we're on like most, companies out there that do what I do. <laughs> That's interesting. My my daughter is a grade three teacher, and one of the things she supports is English language learning yes. as, as compared to ESL. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with that approach. You do any training of teachers at all? That will come. We do actually have uh, two individuals on staff already that have their um, – uh, teach the teacher certification. So they, they've got masters in education that uh, their specialties are actually in teaching teachers how to teach. Uh, now, every, now, again, in saying that, every teacher is different and every student is different, but the fundamentals are still there. I can honestly say as somebody who has a BED, I learned more in the first week of teaching than, you, than I did in my whole education degree because there is what it's like, like when you go to war, yeah, your best battle plan only lasts as long as that first contact with the enemy. And I, and I can make that because I have also spent eight years in the, uh, in the reserves as well. So I can, I can make that comment. <laughs> so Ken, one of the interesting things in the community I live in, which is on the outskirts of uh, Toronto, 
45% of our population is Chinese. And uh, our people are lovely, but I don't understand them very much. Are there any plans to add in different languages in the future? I've, I've already uh, started to work on that. <laughs> I love your questions, Peter. You're, you're, you're feeding right into me, and I love it. Uh, um, I actually just brought on uh, one of my staff members who uh, is, uh, he, he speaks Mandarin, and he teaches quantum physics. So in speaking with him, he is actually, he's so fluent in both English and Mandarin that he could teach uh, Mandarin as well. Two of my educational specialists also have a master's in linguistics as well. So there are, and, and my, my uh, website is going to be able to support multiple languages as well. So in the future, that, that is the idea. We're, we're, we are the melting pot of, like Toronto thinks we're the melting pot, but really population-wise New Brunswick is. So why not start here, offer, offer new languages? And spread east, you know, Toronto thinks they're the best, but we're, we're, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll prove them wrong. You're not in your head because I can, you can, you know, like. <laughs> but uh, like I say, in uh, in Markham, where I live, just on the outskirts of Toronto, uh, Chinese is our second language. Well, and, and again, across Canada, it varies, right? Yes. Here in New Brunswick. We are the only official bilingual province, but I guarantee you that I'd have to say Arabic, uh, different forms of Arabic are probably uh, very, very much prona uh, pronounced. Uh, so, and some uh, Eastern European is, is huge here as well. So when you walk into any gymnasium or, or anywhere, you are immersed into a global culture and, and it's phenomenal. I love it. I love learning about other cultures and everything. I was not an English person. I was. I, I don't. I'm not officially bilingual, but to hear other languages and see them and, and experience their cultures, I'm always interested in learning. I'm a lifelong learner. So, <laughs> so having said that, Ken, when is the book coming out? The book. <laughs> I I am. Uh, I'm a pretty good writer, but I don't think I'm <laughs> good enough to write a book. I don't know. But uh, my blogs. The my blogs will be uh, uh, coming up onto the website very quickly. And uh, I've already got a few of them written. The first one's not even related to education. It's related to passion and how passion can be a powerful, powerful tool. Now, education can be a part of that, but you're, you need to have the passion to get to where you want to go. I still see a book in the future. Now? <laughs> you help? you going to help me edit it, Peter? We, uh, we actually, I co-wrote a book called The Give Back Economy shows people how to start and grow a social enterprise. And the royalties go to a give-back fund that supports the work that we do. So that's what makes a difference from our point of view. But uh, one of the other <laughs> things I, I wanted to, uh, to bring up with you is just started a new initiative on people with disability. And Having a couple of disabilities myself, and our the virtual assistant, she had a stroke when she was 22. She had a job, the contract finished. She couldn't get another job, so she started her own business, and we hired her to be our virtual assistant. So we're in the process of setting up a website to advocate 
and action in support of people with a disability. So some of those children that you may be working with may have a disability, whether it's aged or ADHD, yeah. yeah. And you, I, I think you cut out there because my computer's not built for... <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. So, uh, and then uh, I just interviewed a lady at 22 years old who started a business on neodiversity, mm-hmm. which includes all kinds of things. And uh, 70% of her team have a disability in that area. So having said that, how would you approach some of the youth who have a disability, whether it's vision or hearing or something like that? Peter, I have the perfect candidate to introduce you to, to for you to hire because one of my educational specialists, actually, she had pre-pandemic had her own company here in New Brunswick where she advocated for um, individuals with disabilities, whether they were intellectual disabilities, visible disabilities like uh, vision or hearing. And she is actually working with my website designer and my portal designer to make sure that it it is as accessibility friendly as possible. Um, And so that's uh, like, again, that goes to the hearing visual uh, and as far as any neuro um, diversity, my daughter is actually on the spectrum, and uh, so and I, I have an educational specialist who owns her own uh, FASD, which is fetal alcohol spectrum disorder in uh, in Alberta, and she she's a consultant out there, and she's actually developing curriculum for individuals with exceptionalities such as uh, being uh, on the spectrum and. Uh, with ADHD, and if you if you've been to my uh, been to my Facebook page, any of the uh, animations that are on there are all from her. Um, so she's actually developing an in-house uh, curriculum for individuals like like my daughter, like her children, like um, any like anybody with a, a neuro anybody neurodivergent, uh, because not everybody is. Like, and I'm old, so I am like, I always refer to like, like Rain Man or not everybody is like, uh, like um, atypical, like uh, Sam from Atypical, which is one of my favorite shows. I cry almost every, every episode because it is an absolutely an amazing advocacy for individuals with autism and Asperger's, but I'm already working on that. That's already something that I'm doing. Like, and I am constantly advocating for her and for, to work with other companies and everything and because she is a phenomenal individual and an amazing addition to the team and both uh, patty and uh, maggie are both um, amazing so maggie's the advocate and patty's the ex- the, the expert on uh, on all things um, fasd um uh, asd so you know you name it and she's she's did done, done a, a lovely uh animation for me for it and so, and that's something very, very near and dear to my heart. Like, um, my daughter's nonverbal. So that's very important that this is, you know, part of what I do. Ken, uh, you're passionate about what you do. Last thing I have to ask you for people to get more information, <laughs> what is your website address? 
Uh, very, that website is very easy. It's just www.boostedu, or if you're, or if you're French, I like to say this, boostedu.ca. <laughs> so it's boostedu, so B-O-O-S-T-E-D-U.ca. I do have an Instagram uh, as well, which is just simply uh, boostedu.be. Well, my, my digital marketer picked BE at the end for some odd reason. I don't know. Oh, I want to give a shout out to her too, uh, Natasha at RavingFans-io. Uh, she's absolutely amazing here in New Brunswick. And uh, my Facebook page is simply uh, BoostEDUNB, which as I spread across Canada, which I'm going, which, you know, I got to take over the world, right? We'll start with Canada. Um, is going to, will we'll change from BoostEDUNB to, to BoostEDU everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for your time this afternoon. No, Peter, you know, I, it's a pleasure. And uh, if you ever want to connect again, I, I am always, as you can tell, open for a conversation. And uh, this is my this is my baby. This is my brainchild. So it's it's you know everybody is meant to be somewhere. We all take routes to get there. Some of us just take longer to get there than others. And if you need a boost along the way. <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, that's what we're here for. 